Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and I'm joined on the other end by Josh. How you doing, mate? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. This is our last across the country from Victoria to Queensland podcast. Yeah, last week in Victoria for myself, and I'm not going to lie, I'm very, very excited to leave this state. <laughs> um, and yeah, hopefully, like. Maybe in two weeks or so, you know, given how free we are, I might get to do one in person. Live, a live event. I love a it. Live event. Thanks. In, in person event. That'd be great. <laughs> no one's invited them. Hey. <laughs> no, no one's invited. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, uh, it's been a pretty eventful weekend. And um, we had the share market take a big dive on Friday. We're recording on the 29th of November. Mm-hmm. And um, it dropped almost two percent, and um, then the U.S. markets toppled on um, Friday. Also, it was our Saturday morning, and all on the back of a new COVID dream. And um, yeah, it, it bounced, bounced a little bit today, and it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. But um, yeah, it certainly threw a few jitters in the market, and um, doesn't really matter to us. But <laughs> that's it. I, uh, I think you, uh, I think you got a job with the uh, news companies, mate. Uh, yeah, using words like <laughs> top, so. toppled for you know a couple of percent. You know, we've had a, a massive crash of two percent. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's front, that's uh, that's, head, that's headline news right there. You're all over it. Oh, uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, mate, I'll let you take it away. We're going to talk about Alibaba tonight. We've we've discussed it a few times in previous podcasts. It's it keeps coming up across our radar. Um, through people we follow and articles we've been reading. Um, it's in the news as well because the Chinese listed company and, um, we thought we would, um, have a little bit of a deeper dive into Alibaba tonight and, um, go through some of our checklist and tick it off and, um, might be a couple episodes. Who knows? We'll see how we go tonight. But yeah, it's a, certainly an interesting story. Yeah, sure. I think it's pretty safe to say this will be a couple episodes. Um, I guess done a, done a, a bit of work into this one and uh yeah it's interesting um it seems seems like a pretty good company i think i think uh the world is overreacting just a little bit um but that's just my opinion obviously it's everything is just opinions and entertainment it's not advice but yeah. yeah i think um you know given given the price that it's at at the moment it seems very cheap for a company that's making over a trillion Yuan or is it yuan? Um, Chinese yuan? Is that the no. currency? I should I know, know this. It's your, it's your yeah. second language. I don't know. Um, tr- yeah, like a trillion Chinese yuan. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, a year. That's, that's pretty big. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big company. So, um, yeah, so this is, uh, it, it peaked out sort of at $310 US um, back in, uh, when was that? Back in October 2020. And it's just been a, a big sort of downtrend. Um, currently sitting bottoming out of $134 at the moment. So, uh, it's yep. certainly, um, yeah, it's certainly come down. Do you want to give a brief? It's, it's sort of all around the Chinese regulations and, um, and then they recently just missed their earnings, um, and sort of downgraded essentially. They didn't, they didn't have a great quarter. And so they've really toppled. Yeah. Top, yes. I, I would probably say topples a good one here because I think it went down like 20% over a couple of days. So. Um, so yeah, I'll give you that one there. It's a uh, front headline news from Nathan again. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think the recent event, well, I guess the overall event um, is more so around Chinese regulation. Um, it, it all happened after Jack Ma come out and uh, I guess scrutinised the Chinese government um, and used some, I guess, pretty effective words that they didn't like. And then he went, you know, he went missing for a little while there. So um, that was the, the beginning, I guess. Um, and, yeah, after that, you know, criticism, uh, the Chinese government come in and, and did fairly regulate the area. Uh, Alibaba have, um, I think they're part of Ant Financial as well, um, which is Alipay, which is very similar to PayPal, I guess. Um, it's a Chinese version. Um, and there was a lot happening in the world of peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending. Um, and I guess that shadow banking system, and there's a lot of debt, consumer debt, uh, business debt based around that shadow banking system. And, you know, I think that all kind of, I guess, made it more prevalent to regulate the system because, you know, China didn't want to see a financial crisis happen due to, you know, less regulation around the banking and these guys could lend money well outside of what the uh, state banks could, I guess. And um yeah, since then it's kind of flowed on and it's kind of been on a very big downward trend. And mm -hmm. I guess what piqued my interest and your interest in this a little bit to, I guess, read up on it a bit was the fact that, you know, Charlie Munger started buying in pretty heavy. And then you've got people like Monash Pabrai and, and Guy Spear and, you know, some, some good, I guess, essentially value of investors. Yeah. Uh, putting, you know, five, six, eight, ten, twenty percent of their portfolio into this one company. Mm. And we know that that's a, that's a pretty big event to, you know, see good investors doing. So, yeah, it's, um, it, uh, prompted some, some more reading, I think. Research. Yep. So if you don't know, Alibaba is, is really one of the world's largest e-commerce companies. It's, it's a bit like the Chinese Amazon, um, yeah. In some ways. And, um, yeah, if you, ha if you don't know it, uh, get on your iPhone apps and download Alibaba and start searching it. You can just about grab anything and at reasonable prices. And, um, it, it's pretty good. It's, you know, a lot of the times the shipping yeah. works and it's, it's actually fairly reliable. I've never had an issue with using Alibaba. Yeah. Um, you would expect it to maybe be a bit, bit, um, maybe not reliable, but it's, it's pretty good. And, um, in fact, People often are very good at um, communicating on the, the, the Chinese. Uh, they have Chinese, obviously, workers, and um, yeah, they, they're pretty good at communicating. It's I found it to be pretty reliable and quite good. So get on, have a look. Yeah, um, but mass, massive e-commerce company essentially. Well, yes, it's it is the world's largest e-commerce company, and um, you know, in China, you've got uh, competitors like JD.com and so forth. But mm. you know, it's it's interesting to note Amazon actually entered the Chinese market, not under the name Amazon. They they bought it, I believe they bought a company. I've got all these notes down, but I'm not reading from the notes right now, so I'm just riffing. Um they bought a Chinese company, attempted to, I guess, you know, come up move against yeah, yeah, move into the market and pulled out not long after. Um so that's I guess good news on terms of Alibaba. But yeah, Alibaba are the world's largest e commerce company. Um, it's interesting to note um, they're also a cloud service company and they have a, a fair chunk of the market 
uh, market share in China. Um, it's not massively profitable at this stage, but you know, it's that's a good sign that they're in that space as well. But a, a good like a a thing I like about Alibaba especially is whereas uh, Amazon tend to I guess see their competitors and kind of build a similar thing as to their competitors and push them out of the market and take the market share of whatever that may be. So it's kind of like a, I don't use bad words towards Amazon because Amazon's a great company, but they're kind of around the, they'll destroy another business to take that market share and, you know, take the business away from that business where Alibaba is essentially a platform for small businesses to utilize therefore creating their business better. So it's like a customer to customer, business to customer, business to business. And it allows small businesses to come onto the platform and run their business. So what it's essentially doing is empowering the small businesses. And I think it's like 250,000 or I don't know, I'm not saying the word. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of small business go in there and, and actually build their businesses on the Alibaba platform. So it has one billion plus users. It's massive. Um, so you know that's that's really good essentially for and customers. Growing. Yeah, and growing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and the good thing is it's like zero net debt, billion dollars in net cash. I think it's like fifty plus billion dollars in net cash. Um, and it's just like a it's, it's the highest free cash flow generative company in China. So you know, it's not a little company by any means. It's it is an absolute powerhouse of a company. So mm. it's really interesting to see this as an event. You know, it's it's clearly in a big event. So yeah, a couple of yeah. Again, it's sort of an interesting time because there's a few things going on. Um, you got COVID itself and the Chinese regulation. And, um, yeah, so there's there's a couple of things that yeah, like you said before, the big ones, the um. Chinese government and what might happen with some of these companies that are, you know, making some serious coin and what mm-hmm. we're going to do with that. Yeah. Um, so, mate, let, let's sort of head into our checklist a little bit and we'll touch on a few things, to, uh, some of this fantastic research you've done. Um, <laughs> we, oh, where do you want to head? Let's go to. I guess we can start yeah. from one, like we can breeze over a few bits pieces because yeah. like, there's a lot of information here but we you know, talked about how it's come on the radar yeah because you know articles uh, some big buyers coming in um that we know and follow value good value investors so um that that always piques your interest when you've got you know yeah i think you mentioned charlie mung is up to almost is it 20 percent yeah you know, yeah well i'm on i'm on data roma at the moment and yeah looking at data roma um Really good websites, got some really good investors on there to see their portfolios essentially. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't it doesn't show their cash positions and it doesn't show their international holdings. So right. um so the percentages are their percentages of companies owned in America, not including yes. their cash. Because we know yeah. like especially Charlie Munger and people like Warren Buffett have a lot of cash. So yeah. looking at this then. Of Charlie Munger's, uh, so he's got the Daily Journal Corp. That's his um, investment fund, basically. Uh, so of all the shares he owns, 20%, 19.86% is Alibaba. That's a pretty big holding, yeah? And he's obviously been buying on the way down, so he would have started buying much earlier than where it is at the moment. 
Definitely. And he actually started buying above $200 a share. Yeah. So yeah. that goes to show, you know. He's down. <laughs> yeah, but he knows what he's doing, I think, hey. <laughs> Just put it down tens of millions. Whew. Yeah, keep going. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like these guys are buying, initially started buying above that $200 mark. So you can imagine they're continuing to buy because, you know, they've done their research. They know these companies. They, they understand it. They, you know, they're quality investors. So they're buying on the way down, um, which is interesting. So that's what piqued our interest. Well, mate, what can we talk about in terms of understanding? So, you know, understanding this company a little bit better. Um, we, we've already spoken a little bit about who Alibaba are, is and what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they essentially are dominating the, the shopping e-commerce market. Yeah. Um, They're the middleman. Yeah. yeah, they are the middleman. Yep. Which so, is um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they allow businesses to sell their products um, and they facilitate it. And by facilitating it, they take a cut. And that little cut, you know, carried over millions and millions and millions of sales turns into billions and billions of dollars of revenue. Crazy. It's, I don't know if I want to go down this path. This might be an inversion story of, um, you know, is this company around in 20 or 30 years? Um, the whole blockchain and, you know, will that blockchain eventually become, you know, the DeFi, DeFi and all that sort of will eventually become the middleman takes or takes away the middleman. Um, yeah. I like that, that. That's probably an inversion story. And I like that. It's a really good conversation to have. And this is where I, you've been mentioning, is it your friend or your, your brother who's in the crypto space? I'm my brother-in-law, yeah. Yeah, I, I really think we need to get Shout out, mate. Yep. Yeah, we need to get him on. We'll get him on, yeah. We need, uh, we, yeah, we need those inversions in our life. Yeah. Get him <laughs> on. He, he's uh, pretty well schooled up on it. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to have of the uh the rain man on so yeah 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 but uh, from the understanding i guess um you know you can use alibaba to basically source nearly anything across the world you know across a you know more than 150 countries in the world so it's it's not little by any means i know i keep saying that but it's it's actually quite a big successful company overall What's um so it's you know we've talked about how big it is and it's the number one. Do they have um you mentioned JD dot dot com as a competitor? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a couple of other ones, isn't there, that sort of operate in this space. You mentioned Amazon, but they just were never really able to crack um the Chinese market. The other one that I've heard of is Pin. You know, I'm going to screw this up. Pin Duo Duo. Um, yeah. And these are really, if you look at their um reports, these. These guys, JD.com and Pinduadua, I don't know even, know. Is, is that is that how you pronounce it? Pinduadua. Pinduadua. They're actually nice. growing really fast. Um, yep. So these, these are the these are the competitors currently that Alibaba are going up against. Definitely, and but like they're growing very fast. Yes, but you look at um, JD.com. You know, they're maybe six seven percent of uh, the e-commerce space in China. Now, yeah. six six or seven percent isn't bad if you've got a lot of people in the space, but 
Alibaba is 70 plus percent of the market share. You know, that's, yeah. that's a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And like, like a lot of their revenue, like 80% plus of their revenue comes from the e-commerce, you know, um, charging that small commission, as I was mentioning before, but you know, 10% of their revenue is coming from the, uh, cloud company that they have. Yeah. And then, you know, like a further five or so percent coming from Alipay, which is basically China's version of PayPal. So, you know, even looking at that, they're not, you know, you'd be happy to put all your eggs in that one basket because it's such a good basket, but they are sort of diversifying their own company and creating income streams through other ways as well. So, now, now was Alipay the Chinese company that was supposed to list earlier this year and had a bit of a false start? And I know the Magellan Fund and Hamish um, Douglas, they were they were in this and they were trying to um they were I think they're pretty sure they're Alibaba fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still are, but they definitely were. Um, was it Alipay that was going to be this huge listing? Yeah, I think it was uh, Ant Holt. Is it Ant? So that was part of the. It was part of it. Yeah, um, and that's uh, where they were doing a lot of that unregulated lending essentially. Yeah, okay. um, right. And that's where a lot of the regulations come in and hit them a bit. So, right. yeah, but you're right. Awesome. Um, and as we mentioned before, um, you know, looking at, I guess, only earnings and free cash flow, we want this company to be very high on the list, you know, essentially first or second, then straight up Alibaba is the highest free cash flow um, of all public companies in China and the highest owner earnings of all public companies in China. So, you know, you're winning right there. Yeah, man. Very good. Yeah. Very good free cash flow and owner earnings, which is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll get to the numbers yeah. later, but yeah, we're, we're, that's what we're really after. Um, checklist. We'll work our way down. Um, we, I think we've kind of probably already mentioned what their, what the core customer is and what they're doing. Um, really it's, you know, businesses are posting on there. They're posting their products. Um, yeah. it's people like you and me wanting to buy, um, whatever it is we're trying to find. Um, and yeah. So I guess yeah. essentially the, the, the customer of the company then is the businesses. Um, yeah. and I guess people the businesses sell to are the consumers. So, um, but yeah, it's like a one stop shop essentially. Um, yeah, developed for the retail as uh, a full suite. So, it, you know, it has the integrated logistical side of things for everything. Um, and it makes it efficient for businesses to sell on. And, you know, by making it efficient for businesses to sell on, they want to want to return. They have their whole, you know, they have their whole business on that platform. So I guess essentially it's a switching mode, right? They got their whole yeah. business on the platform. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I want to change. and at, the, at the end of the day, you know, talking a switching mode, you talk about the network effect as well. You've got a uh, a business who is selling to consumers. Uh, more consumers come, which means the businesses get more uh, business. So more businesses come on because you've got more consumers coming on. And we know that Alibaba's user base is growing. So it is, it's kind of like Facebook, isn't it? <laughs> it's got that network mm-hmm. effect going for it as well. So, so I know I'm jumping around all the place here, but... And first mover. They were the first movers in the space. Yeah. A little bit like Tesla and the, you know, e-cars and 
Yeah. Um, so just, or after pay, yes, you know, that real strong first mover into yeah. the, um, into the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, what's next? Skip through a bit here because a lot of, yeah. uh, a lot yeah. of writing. <laughs> this is a good one for us. Sorry for anybody listening, but we're all over the place. <laughs> Well, um, let's, let's, let's go to the question of, of why this industry will be strong in the next 10 years. Cause that, that intrigues me a little bit. This, these businesses that are the middleman flipping the ticket, um, this crypto space, I think can have a impact on these players. Yep. Um, so I mean, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Um, obviously, um, yeah, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? I guess at the end of the day, China's got, you know, over a billion citizens. So there's a lot of people there. And as we've talked about in the past, and, you know, you should be reading any news on China, the middle class is growing. So, you know, the wealth of the company is growing. People are becoming more wealthy uh, and they're spreading across the country. So I guess Alibaba is in a perfect position to take advantage of that. And I say I don't mean take advantage in a bad way by any means either. They're just in a position where their company, their business model works for people and people want to buy stuff. People are becoming more comfortable buying online. Um, and already there's a lot of people buying online over there, so it's only going to get, like, I guess, bigger. So it's just too – it's so easy for businesses to sell on there and it's so easy for people to just jump on their phone and buy from there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's been so industry forecasts of growth of online commerce. You know, I think this is uh, worldwide, but we're expecting growth from like I think it was 1.8 trillion last year to approximately four and a half trillion in 2026. So that's that's not small. That's yeah. like doubling, nearly three times. Sorry, correction. That's nearly three x, not doubling three times. It's nearly three x over six years. So. Yeah, the space is only getting bigger. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard to see that online trend going away, particularly with the pandemic going on in the near term, the short, hopefully short term. And um, you know, it's it's going to be sort of hard to revert back away from that. I mean, I did all my Christmas shopping today, like you said, on my phone. Boom, 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 done. I'll click and collect it, and um, it's it's legendary. I mean, I saved myself probably an hour or two of just. Going into shops firstly, which is not much fun. Yeah, um, it starts to get very painful going into shopping centers this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like yeah, I yeah, you're right. Definitely. And, um, like, we, I guess you got to look at it, you know, for a Western society standpoint in Australia, USA, a lot of Europe. Um, we take it for granted that, you know, prosperity is already there. We usually get born into a family. We've got, we get given phones. Uh, we get jobs that pay well. Uh, with those jobs, we live, you know, quite comfortable lives. But that's not essentially how it's been in a lot of those Southeast Asian countries. And, you know, a lot of Australians, especially, travel to Southeast Asia and, and see that. But like we experience it as a holiday. You don't see it as a lifestyle. And China, China, still is an emerging company even though it's a powerhouse now it's still technically an emerging company right uh, company emerging country but um you know like not all of chinese people have phones 
not all of Chinese people have access to the internet. You know, you got 1.4, 1.5, something like that billion people, but they don't all have access like we do in Australia or they do in America. So noting that like, you know, the internet, internet access, I think I, I read in the, the internet access is only at like 65, 70% in China. And, um, you know, that's across 1.4 billion people. That's a lot of people to grow into that. And that is increasing. It's been increasing. It's going to continue increase. And eventually when they become a high middle-class society, like I guess the Western world, it becomes more of a normal thing. That's going to be across all 1.4 billion people, or you know, maybe just a little bit less. So that's a lot of people coming into that space. That's a lot more business for Alibaba. That's a lot more business for a lot of those, you know, even as competitors. So even if the competitors start to take some market share, you know, essentially Alibaba's customer base is still growing. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a lot of Chinese growth there, but I wonder what the growth is from you know, people like you or me who are sitting in Australia buying on Alibaba versus Amazon or going down to mm. you know, local shops. So I wonder what the growth is. That, that probably is a hard, maybe a hard figure to come up with for them, but I would think there'd be a fairly big, you know, growth um, from that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, you hit the nail on the head there. You got, you know, other countries using Alibaba as well. Like I know when I was playing around looking into the whole drop shipping business, you know, a lot of American, a lot of Australian people create businesses based on what they can buy on Alibaba. So they buy yeah, it for very, it. very cheap yeah. and they sell it for, you know, sometimes 50, 60, 70, 80% of a, a margin. And yeah. You know, it just means the customer waits two weeks for it to arrive sometimes. Or, yep. you know, yep. you, you shop on eBay in Australia. Uh, a lot of that stuff comes from China and a lot of that stuff comes from platforms similar to Alibaba. So, mm. um, you know, it's already got its feet in those, like, you know, hand those pies across the world as well. So there's a lot of growth there for it. Yeah, I know you can buy in bulk, get your brand, you know, get your branding on it, get your logo on it. And, um, yeah, yeah like you said, put up, put it, your markup of, I've seen a hundred percent put on them, you know, like it's, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly, um, it's another way of, I guess, bringing stuff, you know, and selling it over here. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's, it's spawned a whole bunch of, you know, local hobby businesses and also prob and, and businesses itself. Um, Definitely. especially during the pandemic, it, 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 you've seen it quite, um, significantly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess we could mate, probably move by it. Yeah, sorry, you go. I was going to know you go, mate. Yep. I was going to say we could probably, you know, begin to, I guess, hit on what moats we think Alibaba have. What do you yep. think? Yep. Well, I mean, you talked about it earlier before um, with, the, with the network mode or the switching mode. Um, I would say they definitely have a brand that they have very well recognized, um, particularly in China and now probably in a lot of the world, Alibaba. Mm-hmm. I would think most people who are, you know, keen shoppers probably have the app on their phone. Yep. And if they don't, they should. And um, definitely those ones come to mind straight up. Yep. I guess you got to throw um, in a price mode there too, because you know they can generally sell things cheaper than anyone else. Um, and uh, you know, most things that we can get out of China do come quite cheap a lot of the time. So, you know, Alibaba is definitely leading the way there. Um, 
And even though they might not be as niche as, you know, some of their competitors, they're still so like competitive on price to the point where if the competitors want to uh, lower their prices, they're starting to gouge the, um, the suppliers essentially. But Alibaba yeah. don't have to do that um, yeah. because Alibaba don't need to gouge their suppliers because their suppliers are their customers essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they don't set the price here. The business is selling on Alibaba set the price, which is really healthy for retail. It's really healthy for competition. So, um, I think that's I think that's a bit of a price mode in itself. Sounds good. Um, anything else? Uh, um, I guess given that the e-commerce space in in China is so there's not a lot of customers. Uh, there's not a lot of businesses doing it. You know, there's a there's a few big businesses, and Alibaba has the massive massive market share. So, you know, I guess between in the industry, they kind of have that toll bridge moat as an industry between, you know, the few uh, companies doing it. And, yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of all a little bit more niche in what they do. So they, because they're that, you know, they're powerhouse in their own uh, niches. Um, obviously, Alibaba is a little bit less niche. Um, they kind of, it's so hard to, you know, become a new player in the space. You've got no legs to start on, and you're up against you know the powerhouse that is. So I think you know throwing it around there a bit, but they've got a lot of moat, a lot of moat. <laughs> Mate, do I guess customers? Another question is, you know, do customers love this company? Do businesses love this company? And I think probably the answer would be yes here. Um, you know, like you said, it's the it's the biggest player. Uh, businesses list their products on there. Customers are going there. They're going back often. Uh, it's growing at insane rates, and we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably safe to say that people really love this company. That use it. Yeah, hundred percent. At the end of the day, they're providing the platform, um, and that being the largest platform in the world, basically, uh, for businesses to come in and build their brand. So they come in, they build their online brand, um, and Alibaba is essentially gifting, not gifting, but putting all these customers in their face. So, um, you know, for small businesses that come in and they're good with their marketing and good with whatever they, you know, need to do, they're, they've got a large customer base waiting to buy their stuff. And that's, that makes businesses, small businesses love this company. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, um, Alibaba, they they don't make their own products, so you know there's no there's no threat Capital to the businesses extent. on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no threat to the businesses who are using their platform, um, and I, that's what I was saying. You know, Amazon, they they often see the businesses that are using their platform and the products they do, and then they you know essentially got the you know the finance there to build the product yeah. better. And kind of run these businesses down into the ground by basically yeah. taking all of their taking all of their customer base. Where Alibaba doesn't mm -hmm. do that at all. All they do is offer the platform for the businesses to come in and sell their product. Wait, do Alibaba house the stock? Who, who houses? You know, like Amazon will hold. You know, have they've had enormous warehouses 
Um, I've thrown you in the deep end here. I know you possibly but, don't know, but man, um, I'm not gonna lie. I've read a lot over the, the last week or so. Um, I've got it written down here. Um, so we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, we'll save that one for later. Then. <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep ticking up with what we got. Um, Legend. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, how much more do you want to go through? Sorry, I, I know I've kind of hijacked the show a bit, haven't I? <laughs> no, that's great, mate. Yeah. Well, should we press? Should we press pause because we got we got a boat load to get through here. We do. We, we should probably be breathing over a bit more of it. There's a lot of writing here, so it's kind of spend half my time reading. I'll take better notes for next time. Notes for next time. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great, uh, I think it's definitely worthwhile taking our time and deep digging into this company, especially if it's one that we want to have a look at. Um, yeah. And if you're going to put some real cash into it, um, you want to know it back to front and you know, I'm pretty keen to talk about it. So, um, yeah, sure. I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a plug or we don't often do a plug off in, in, in our show, but, um, yeah, we, we, like we've talked about previously, this is something we love doing and um, we put a lot of effort into what we do as well. Uh, and, you know, I guess it's not really effort because we love doing it, but um, we're by no means professionals in accordance with what the government would say. But we also think that, you know, we're not too bad at what we do personally for our personal investments in our family. So uh, we have a, a boatload of, of information that we, we put together and, you know, legality-wise, uh, you know, we can make this information in the future when we've got more structure around it uh, available to other people. And that's something we've looked into as a business model as well. So, uh, you know, that might be a little hint to what's to come in the future. We'll sneak peek. But yeah, Perfect. interesting times. Glad to make. Well, we're up to moat. Let's uh, let's continue on with moat next week. Yeah, um, that will be. Where are you going to be next week? Queensland, mate. Oh, yeah. How are we going to do this one live next week? Oh, I think I might be isolating. So uh, uh, maybe week maybe, after. maybe the week after. Yeah, we'll we'll make that work. And, Perfect. Yeah. I'm away next week anyway, so that will work. Oh, very good. Am I away next week? I'm away next week. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you know. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm away next week for sure. I'll take um, more. Um, I'll take more friendly notes for us to chat over next week too. So Sounds good. Um, yeah, rather than reading thousands of words. Legend. Cool. So thanks to the listeners to listening to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and uh, have, a great, have a great week, mate. Enjoy your uh, trip up to Queensland, um, to the sunny state and uh, COVID-free state. And <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you shortly. Yeah, for sure. I promise you I won't bring it with me. <laughs> cool. Catch you, mate. Have a good one, mate. See you later. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional. <laughs>